0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lubcast. Today, we're getting into some of Butsy's big announcements. And then we're going to be talking a little betting. And then we're going to do some UFC with my cousin Jeff and Jordan. And then we're going to be doing some um, Celtics talks with uh, Butsy and Jordan. So it's going to be a really fun pod. Uh, Stay tuned to get into all that. Bye.
1: Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are... uh joined by our good friend Connor Butts from the Gambling Couch. Uh it's we're going to get into a little bit of betting here. Um and then after this we're going to talk a little Celtics. So
0: but Max. first uh we have an announcement. Buttsy, would you like to make your announcement? We got big news here coming to the Yeah,
2: Lovecast. we have a we have a relatively big announcement here on yeah. uh, the Lovecast. Um the Gambling Couch is going to be a podcast. It's going to yes. be a podcast under the Lovecast brand. Podcast um, Network, doing-
0: Lovecast Podcast Network now.
2: Lovecast Podcast Network. There you go. There you go. We're going to plan on posting three times a week starting uh, most, likely, um, most likely in two weeks, I would say. You can expect uh, our content to roll three days a week. I will have a call host. He's going to go by the name Justin. He can't show his face for legal reasons. But his name is Justin, and he will give uh, great insight. We're going to have Jordan the Max on as frequent guests as well. Yes. But we're excited to bring the straight gambling content for you guys. It's going to be a little sports talk, um, but we're definitely not going to intrude on the Lovecasts um, sports analysis uh, podcast. But we're definitely going to talk a little sports, because obviously you have to when you're talking gambling. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be mainly gambling content, and we're going to track all of our bets. We're going to track our spread bets, um, total bets, and then props as well. Our TikTok's going to be a lot more active. We're going to get back to the daily posts mm-hmm. um, and we're going to track everything that we do. And so you guys can follow us on this journey and we're looking to take Lovecast Network to the, to the top.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Jordan, go ahead.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say super excited for that. Um, just to get to hear, you know, straight betting analysis is going to be good. Uh, hopefully bring in a whole new group of people to the Lovecast Network. So it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, so I don't know if how many of you guys that listen, um, listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, but it's essentially the ringer way of doing things. Um, they have one podcast feed, but it holds all their different podcasts. So excuse me, that's the exact same way that we're going to be doing that. We're going to it's still going to be under the Lubcast cast feed. Um, so, any way that you listen to the lovecast podcast rather whether that's just googling us and listening to it on google which you can do for free listening to us on spotify or amazon music or i Radio 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 or deezer um any way that you listen to us um you can also listen to the to the gambling couch in that exact same way um it's going to be one home for a bunch of different types of podcasts and uh keep your ears open because this is not the. there are a lot of people that are going to be that we're gonna be giving uh, podcasts to. So uh, there's gonna be a lot of different content. Not all of it's gonna be sports related, um, but there's gonna be a lot of different podcast networks coming out of the Lubcast. So keep your uh, ears open for that. But I'm super excited to be doing this. Um, Buttsy's awesome. He's been friends with us for years. And uh, we know Stop that. It. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we know how, how good he is at losing money. So we figured we'd give him a podcast. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So let's, so let's get into Plus it. Let's
2: 33 on action.
0: There you go. So let, let, let's get into it, boys. We actually, speaking of being good at losing money, we actually hit our family parlay. Let's fucking give ourselves a round yeah. of applause right, boys. Right, so we went, oh, hey,
2: <laughs> just to clarify, we went two zero oh, and one So we pushed the total, by the way. Yeah. If anybody was watching that soccer game, it was the fucking I mean it I know I'm you know these guys aren't into soccer. I'm kind of into soccer. Um it's gonna go down as one of the greatest soccer games of all time. It was I'm actually a Chelsea fan. Yeah, they were down. Um, Real Madrid was down. Uh they needed two goals, they need to score two goals uh within the 90th minute in order to uh force extra time. And this guy, Rodrigo, scored two goals in two minutes to force extra time and then benzema um scored a penalty in extra time to lift real madrid over uh man city it was one of the craziest games i've ever i've ever watched um and i'm happy that double chance hit um my total pushed and then the suns cashed the my mets lean got slammed because they allowed seven runs in one inning but if you're just taking my picks you went two oh and one um so that's pretty damn good that's pretty damn good for Uh, us why don't you start Max, Okay, see? let's
1: start with the expert, Max LeBelzik.
0: Yeah. Like, for what? For the card? For
1: the card. Yeah. What do you got? What
2: do you got? What what do you like? All right,
0: you got? so I, I have a bunch of bets. Uh, this is actually a great card just in sports. Like, we're blessed right now this time of the year. There's a bunch of stuff coming up. So um, I got some stuff for Saturday, and I got some stuff for Friday. So Friday, I'm really liking – Um, hold on. Yes, suns, I like the Suns okay. to win. Yeah, I like the Suns Uh, spread. I don't know what the number was that I got it at. Plus one, I, plus one. Yeah, I got it at one um the Suns are clearly a better team I, you could actually even take them at an adjusted spread of even maybe i would take that at three or four um yeah, they are they are clearly a better team than dallas i don't think what do you think taking this to dallas does anything like i don't think so at all i i <clears throat> i'm willing to push this almost not quite i don't like i never t- like taking double digits but i'm up i'm i'm willing to push it to even maybe five like I really like the Suns in this game. I don't know why the numbers won. Is there a key injury we're missing? No, not at all. Just Vegas being Vegas.
2: Just Dario Sarge being out. You know, but he's been, like, out, he's been, out, all, he's been out all year, so. Yeah, so we'll I don't see.
0: understand. I guess, yeah, I really, I'm trying to find, like, what, what would make it. I don't see any reason why just, this.
2: Yeah, like Jordan said, it's just Vegas being Vegas. Um, you know, you see the same thing in the Heat game, too, and not to yeah. cut you off of your full card, Max, but, no. I mean, how do you not take the Heat minus three with Embiid out? The yeah. Sixers have clearly shown that they can't score without Embiid. Um, it just makes no sense. These lines are really confusing to me. Um, but the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if both of these favorites cashed or both of uh, yeah. uh, the Heat and the Suns cash. But I also wouldn't be shocked if both of the other sides cash, because Vegas <laughs> just wants to set up the lines um, for the favorites to lose. They always do that. Um, yeah. And the Vegas always wins, as we know. But I mean, if you're looking at this from a basketball perspective, um, from an analytics perspective, you have to take the Heat minus three, and then the Suns plus one, or Suns money line, or adjusted, however you want to take it.
0: Yeah. So i i are you more? Do you look at Vegas more, or do you look at uh like NBA, <laughs> NBA I look at I look
2: at Vegas more, and uh, Jordan's actually really introduced me to um, Jordan and Justin as well, my co-host for the for the podcast. I've really introduced me to looking at the money distribution. Um, the money distribution is a massive part, a massive indicator of um what happens because the sharps uh when the lines open, the sharps run their models and then they hammer the line immediately if they see a discrepancy. So if you see a lot, if you see something has say 80% of the money's on one team, but 70% of the public's on the other team, the wise bet according to Vegas and playing the lines would be betting. Uh, back in the sharps even though it's not the public favorite i see
1: yeah so i want to talk a little bit about that so uh just to clarify usually from a betting perspective if there's a lot of money on one side and a lot of public uh bets on the other side you want to ride with where the money is because that would mean that's where the the professional bettors put their money so not to pick on max but this phoenix dallas game if you look at this uh money distribution, uh, you have 64% of the public on the Suns. The line opened at minus one, and it's now a pick them, uh, which is called reverse line movement. So when the line moves uh, the opposite way you would expect based on public bets, um, that's reverse line movement. And from a betting perspective, you should take Dallas, which sounds dumb because uh, obviously from a basketball perspective, Phoenix, Phoenix has looked like the much more dominant team. Um, But yeah, like Butsy said, when you're when you're trying to make bets and do it from a, a betting perspective and not just, you know, how you think that an NBA game is going to go, you have to look a lot more at what Vegas is doing. So uh, I would, I would put money on Dallas in that spot, even though it just, it's so scary, obviously. But uh yeah, I would, um, I would fade Phoenix there um, yeah. from a betting standpoint. I agree.
2: It's tough to confidently put money in money on Dallas when they just played the way they did, although Luca had it in a like in, in a ridiculous end to the second quarter. Um and gave him the lead at half. Um what I saw like really interesting about that game was Jason Kidd rolled over. He went belly up with like five minutes left. He put him yeah. in the end of the bench when they were down 17 with five minutes left. I thought that was um, game. I really I, I didn't understand that move. Um you want you want your coach, um, and you want your players to fight until the end. And I don't really feel like Jason Kidd's preaching that message. I think he's preaching um, the fact that I think he thinks the series is over. And uh, I think the fact that the Suns just kind of rolled over them, even with their bench unit in, I think that the Suns are uh, the play, even though the public's all over it. I still like the Suns in this game.
0: Yeah. See, I um just a last final thoughts on this topic. Um. I personally am I know that I'm a i uh, am I bet with my heart for sure more than like what the Vegas odds do and that's just a different style of betting um, I've had success doing it that way as well but you, it's the bets are more few and far between uh, so yeah it, it's just it's uh, I, I think like betting numbers seems to work better though so I definitely maybe you guys will sway me to bet that but I just think like I don't I don't care. I don't really care what Vegas says uh or what the public is on in this. Like I know the Phoenix Suns are a better basketball team, and I'm gonna put my money on them. I agree. I'll
1: just say before we move on from this game, uh I said I would put money on Dallas. Uh I actually am not gonna touch this game with a 10-foot pole. I think this is just uh it based on what Vegas is doing and seeing how the games have played out, I I just don't feel safe betting either side. So I'm not touching that game. Both
2: yeah, both games are straight rat lines. Um they're both like, why, like, you know, they seem really obvious to the public. They're like, why the hell would you not take the Suns? Why the hell would you not take the
1: Heat? They're, yeah, they're complete traps.
2: They're complete traps. Um, but you know, they're the games where the traps catch the prey, and the Mavericks and Sixers are both going to win by like 10, or the Suns and the Heat are going to both go in. You're going to feel like a fucking idiot saying, why the fuck didn't I bet these teams? Um, so moving on to my full card for tomorrow, um, I have. The game out of the two that I feel the most confident in is the Heat uh, minus three against the Sixers. Um, Without Embiid, the Sixers are fucking nothing. Um, They really struggle uh, without their centerpiece. So I would, out of those two games, even though they're both, like we just said, traps, um, I would take the Heat because, you know, Vegas doesn't always catch the prey on the traps. Um, I'm going to take the Heat minus three and um, the MLB, um, I'm going to move to the uh, Mets minus 140 uh, against the Phillies. I know you're sacrificing a lot of juice for that game, but Scherzer's on the hump and Scherzer's top three pitchers in the MLB. I don't, I think if you bet against Scherzer, you're a fucking idiot. That guy just does whatever the fuck he wants. He has command over his pitches. I know, sure. I know, um, Schwarber destroys him and Schwarber always destroys the Mets, but I think that Scherzer knows that. And I think Scherzer will adapt to that. And I think Scherzer will pitch an absolute gem tomorrow against the Phillies who bets yeah jordan what's jordan what's your card bro we we, we've kind of been delaying your card man we gotta get. okay
1: well yeah um my uh as usual i only have one pick uh it's a player prop uh as you guys know if you listen to our last podcast i took hardens under because he's a bum and i hate him and whoa he was on my followers list and all that and i know he sucks Uh, but but i'm taking a stinky play here it's Ew. dirty. Ew. I'm, it's I already dirty. smell really it. I can gross. smell it
2: from through the computer.
1: He's been playing so bad, but it's James Harden over 22 and a half points. Oh, and the reason being stinky play. Uh that that play last time, Harden had 18 points through uh three quarters and then just threw up uh, two foul shots in the fourth quarter or something, um, which cashed my under. Uh, I think back at home, Harden's going to Harden's starting to hear the noise at this point. Uh, I watched that game and you can tell he's starting to try to get more aggressive and shoot more. Uh, I think he's going to start to hit at least, you know, two or three threes um, tomorrow. And I think he's going to I don't think they're going to win, but I think Harden is going to hit this over 22 and a half. Vegas, let, let's be honest, the way Harden's been playing, this line should probably be 19 and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So 22 and a half like Vegas clearly knows he's he's better than he's playing so I'm going to take it I know it's gross and I know it doesn't make any sense from basketball standpoint but I'm that's, taking her But over.
2: that's but that's why it makes sense from the gambling perspective. That's what betting is. There you go. I mean I'm really I'm like I said I'm really looking forward to incorporating uh, the Gambling Couch podcast under the Max or the Lubcast uh family. Uh, we will we'll be talking straight betting for, you know, the duration of a normal podcast. Um, I'll have my co-host with me, Jordan and Max, and whoever wants to come on will always be welcome. Um, make sure to follow me on Action at Butsy33. Uh, my full card is always posted. I post every bet, every single bet that I make. Um, I always post it, so make sure to follow me on there. Make sure to always look at my most like recent, so my last 30 days. I made the switch from dollars to units, so all time it may say I'm down like 80 units. But I promise you, I made the switch from dollars to units. Uh, he's me. down 80 units. I
1: promise you, I'm not down 80 <laughs> units. So I wouldn't That's why be he's at home right and now. I'd be got... um, so just. That's
0: why you're at home right now?
2: Yeah, so you'll look at the last seven, Look at the last 30. I'll give you a good indicator of where we're going. Um, and I'm really fucking excited to get into this.
1: He's down 80 yeah. units. Fade, fade, fade. All right, <laughs> <let's>, uh, <laughs> let's move to, he uh... says. <laughs> 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 let's <laughs> move on to the, some Celtic stock uh we're gonna preview game three of the seltz bucks series coming up we'll be thanks. right back
0: bye all righty everybody uh welcome to the love we're here today with jo- my co-host jordan as always and then hammy sosa himself my cousin little jeff jeff how are you doing
3: yo what's up boys glad to be here boys how y'all doing
0: <laughs> great dude it's great to have you jordan uh you want to open up a segment we're talking about our favorite fights of the uh of the upcoming card on saturday
1: yeah, so first of all, super hyped to have Jeff here, uh, outside UFC expert, of course. He knows his stuff. Yep. Uh, so as usual for the uh, UFC segment, I'm going to be hosting and uh, letting uh, Jeff and Max bless you guys with their extensive UFC knowledge. So uh, Jeff, I'll start with you. Uh, tell me about a fight you're excited for and uh, who you think is going to win.
3: Um, I'm honestly super excited for Tony versus uh, what you call it, Michael Chandler now just the craziness already in the pre-show and the weigh-ins it's looking great honestly
0: yeah no uh chandler just for you guys that don't know uh he's coming off a loss to uh gaichi right and um that was a he he, that was a crazy brawl um i don't know if you saw that fight jordan but they just reposted on youtube it was crazy they they went in on each other gaichi and uh chandler are warriors they both have really heavy hands they're both um brawlers at heart and they beat the shit out of each other and uh uh chandler ended up having to go to the hospital after the fight it was a crazy fight so um jeff tell us a little bit about uh tony ferguson's like fighting style and stuff how would you describe that
3: (laughs) (laughs) fucking el kukui
0: yeah absolute
3: el kukui
0: (laughs) he's crazy dude he's he's
3: what he is
0: he does he's a
3: nut yeah, so Jeff,
1: do you uh do you have uh, Chandler or Tony winning that
3: one? I have Chandler. How come? I think it's yeah. surely Chandler, but you never know with Tony. He might pull some sh- crazy shit out and turn back the clocks, but this could very well be Tony's last too. Yes. Or at least the beginning of the end.
0: Yeah. Um, how come, how come do you think it's his last couple of fights? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tony Ferguson also lost to Gaethje recently. Um, some might argue that c- that kind of changed, um, his, not his like style, but his trajectory of his career. He's an older fighter. He's, um, we've talked about him before in the love He's absolutely, uh, just a crazy fighter. He's, um, he's, he fights like switch, he switches stances while throwing attacks. So like He'll throw a jab in the southpaw and switch to orthodox mid jab while throwing like a leg kick as well. He's completely ridiculous. Um, so his last fight history, he took he lost to uh, B Darius on on a unanimous decision. He lost to Oliveira um, on a unanimous decision, and then he lost to Gaethje on a on a KO. And none of those fights were easy. Uh, the Oliveira one, he got touched up really bad, and the Gaethje one, he got really touched up bad. So. Um, I can see why you're taking Chandler in this fight. Chandler's young and he's in the relative prime of his career and Ferguson's uh, starting the decline. He's taken a lot of punishment over his career. He's had an awesome career, but I think um, I just like, I like Chandler in this fight.
1: Yeah. So Jeff talk to me about Chandler a little bit. Is he, uh, is he more of a, a striker, a wrestler grappler? What's he like?
3: He is more of a striker, but he's very, it's very weird with him. He's like almost like a John Jones packed in a tiny little 155 yeah. <laughs> body. It's nuts. The crazy mixture of strikes and the he's actually super strong with the wrestling, just like John. Mm. Like the crazy amount of unorthodox strikes that he throws and flying knees, and it's just like a small John Jones almost.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. That that sounds pretty amazing. Um yeah. All right, Max, we'll move on to, to what you're most excited for and who you think is going to win.
0: Um, so I just want to preface by saying, like, the entire card is absolutely compl- just stacked. Like, this, uh, Jeff and I were talking about it before we got on. Jeff, uh, share that stat that you were telling me about um, between Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje, like how much money they brought in in the yeah. NBA, MMA.
3: Just between Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, Joe Lozon. I think that was it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just between them. million dollars in performance bonuses
0: yeah so if you those of you don't know if you win um the the fight of the night it's called um that's a performance bonus and if or and you can win different amounts um of money on top of like your sign-in bonus uh for having a good fight so that means that those guys have brought in three million dollars of extra incentives of signing bonuses, which are usually not huge bonuses. Those are not like a million dollars you are have like... fifty D's yes, each. Yes, exactly. So they they consistently get it done and have consistently good fights as uh which is what we're talking about how like this card is very stacked. Like that just kind of goes to show you that. Um as for my like one fight I'm really looking forward to it's got to be the olivera gaethje fight. Like I just it's yeah it's it's a crazy f- it's um Charles Oliveira is a uh he's the champion right now so this is a championship title fight for the lightweight title um Alvera comes in at 510 155 uh gaethje's 511 155 Oliveira has the reach advantage he's got a 74 inch reach and he's got four inches on gaethje's 70 inch reach they both fight orthodox and gaethje has absolute cannons for hands he beats the shit out of guys he yeah, yeah he he's got some heavy gaethje hands is on a him. dog. He is. He's a. He's got some hands on him. He. He's a brawler. He's not gonna. He's. Um, he can. He can take it to the ground a little bit, but but Oliveira has the tight. Um, by far, he's got the much better ground game. Um, Oliveira can also stand and trade though, and he cannot be messed with. Uh, Jeff, who did you have winning in this fight?
3: I keep flip flopping. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. I think I'm thinking Gaethje now.
0: Yeah. How come? What's what's making you think HU right now? I
3: I just don't think is gonna be able to take him down, and I think that's the only way Oliveira's gonna win. And they keep talking about how they're gonna stand up and trade. Yeah. I think Justin's winning that ten times out of ten.
0: Yeah, so that's the key thing. Um, they've been talking about how they're gonna stand in the pocket and trade with each other and have it as a uh, as a. Um, uh a boxing match first and, and if that's the case i would hop on right now i'm seeing uh um gaichi as the plus 145 underdog i would totally hop on to that because um if they're gonna stand and trade like jeff said that's completely gaichi's game and uh has got heavy hands but they're nothing like gaichi's gaichi's you know, you i highly urge you guys to go watch him fight he puts people that have never been knocked out before on the canvas he gets it done he has heavy so Max. hands.
1: Max, I know you've talked about before saying Gaethje's, uh one of your favorite fighters. Yes, um, you have him winning.
0: I, I, I. Um, well, what do you mean? By, uh, like from an, a betting scenario, or like who do I think? Like, in yeah, a, who you think's like, gonna win? So, not betting, like, or like just from like no, a practical, not betting, not betting, not
1: betting. Just who's gonna win the fight?
0: Well, if they do this stand and trade thing that they're talking about, it's gonna be Gaethje because Gaethje's yeah. better at that. But if they don't um which i mean like i can't imagine if Olivera's getting his ass beat he's gonna be too proud to let it take not take it to the ground like he's gonna take it to the ground that's what any good fighter yeah. would do. so yeah so in that case i would say uh olivera has the advantage he's a more overall uh better put together fighter because he's elite on the ground so i would say from that yeah. uh, scenario, I would I would think Oliveira has more options to end the fight with Gaethje, but um, I'm gonna put my money on Gaethje. Jeff, what are your thoughts? On, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I I'm not touching it with 80 foot pole with betting. Yeah. Only thing I'm betting is it's not going the distance. I'll yes. tell you that.
0: That's a very good bet. That's another I would good bet. I'll take
3: that. Yeah, that's a hundred times. But anything else, I am not touching.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So I have a question for both of you guys. So, uh, I watched the Oliveira versus Poirier fight, which happened a couple months ago, um, ended with Oliveira like basically jumping Put on him back. and submitting him. Yeah. Jumped yeah. on his back. Um, and Poirier is known more as a striker too. Is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He, can, he can, yeah, he's like, okay, that's his yeah. So butter. yeah.
1: Yeah. What, uh, how, how does that fight compare to this one?
0: It's, uh, uh, Gaethje's striking is here. Oliver, or, uh, Poirier's is here. is uh, yeah. everywhere, everywhere else in that. Let's put it this way. It's like Nganu. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. Nganu. And then like right underneath for his weight. Cause like Nganu a mammoth, but for his weight, Gaethje's up there. He hits like a heavyweight. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. And Gaethje's wrestling is much better. Gaethje's an actual collegiate wrestler. Yeah.
0: Yes. 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 Ga- but me, he I-
3: hates wrestling.
0: Yes. And Oliveira. So a li- Oliveira's from like the slums of Brazil um yep. the favelas or whatever and yep. that's that produces like top tier that's where like the home of like we're going to talk about another guy Mauricio Shogun and he's mm-hmm. like he can trace his lineage back to the guys that created uh brazilian jiu jitsu so like th- this is like the heart of brazilian jiu jitsu company of con- brazilian jiu jitsu country that's where um charles oliveira is from so he this guy had to like fight to survive so like this is going to be there's going to be blood. There's going to be guts. This is going to be like if you're someone who likes MMA. This is going to be a fight. Like if this if this is like the first fight you ever watch. This is a good first fight to ever watch. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Uh, so Jeff, what's your next favorite fight?
3: Um, other than Justin Oliveira, because yeah. that's an absolute yeah mammoth of a fight. They're that's Both absolute dogs.
0: Yeah, we're lucky to get that.
3: Um, I'm honestly. I'm pretty excited for Rose Esparza. I was
0: waiting for you to say that. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's... Rose,
3: she always has the potential to just knock a motherfucker out. Dude.
0: Yep. yeah, She
3: is an absolute dog killer. also.
0: <laughs> absolute killer. <laughs> Jordan, are you familiar with Rose Namahunas? I'm not. Talk to me. Okay. So, she's uh Lithuanian, but she's from Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. There's like a heavy concentration of Lithuanians there. Okay. So, you're going to have a lot of people with crazy names. I think Stepe Miocic is from the area but he's he's in he fights out of America. So Rose fights out of the US. She's arguably pound for pound what, what would you say Jeff pound, pound for pound best f- female fighter right now maybe Yeah, f-
3: possibly. Yeah. Maybe just under Valentina Valentina is yeah. so good. Yes.
0: Uh so yeah, she's that's uh she's Russian, right? Svechnik, Valent- what's her last name?
3: Yep, uh she's Kergi Kirk- from Kyrgyzstan
0: Kyrgyzstan. yeah yeah Valentina yeah she's she's got she's
3: Valentina
0: Shevchenko Shevchenko yeah yeah she's got like the the AK-47 tattoo yeah yeah she's yeah she's a killer too um yes she is she's scary she's like the scary Russian or Kyrgyzstanian woman I don't know if that's what they're called but um anyways so uh Rose Namahunas other than at, at, it used to be uh not pain uh, juliana uh whoever juliana Payne uh, beat. be uh
3: amanda nunes yes
0: amanda nunes used to be the pound for pound arguably like women like best woman yeah. in the uh, ufc Because she was moment.
3: a double champ
0: yes and then she got completely upset at the card that you were talking about with charles I oliver and that. Yep. yes That was like, that was like Joe Rogan. We watched it the other day and they're talking like Joe Rogan was on the thing. He's like, that might've been the biggest upset in UFC history, stuff like that. So anyways, so because of that, we would say that Rose Namahunas and uh, Valentina are probably the two pound for pound, uh, best female fighters in the UFC right now. So Rose is, um, a striker by nature. She's an absolute dog. Like Jeff was saying, she's a Brazilian jujitsu, uh, Esperanza is a wrestler so it's going to be one of those interesting fights where um we're going to see Namahuna's tested in an area that um you know isn't really her bread and butter like she's a good she's she's got a good ground game but she definitely prefer, prefers to have stand up so it's going to be really interesting to see how she uh, handles this challenge but De- Jeff who do you think's going to win that one
3: Well this is actually a rematch also
0: Yes that's a good so point Rose, yeah Rose
3: see Rose with a chip on her shoulder is absolutely fucking dominant everyone yep. thought she was going to lose to joanna and jcheck mm-hmm. she beat her ass beat her everyone ass. thought she was going to lose again to her yep. beat her ass everyone thought she was going to lose to zang beat her twice Lost. yeah happened again and then she wants it back with carlo that was her first thing at champion so yeah so I think so she um talk to me about that win.
1: talk to me about that first fight what happened
0: um, so she lost by submission in twenty fourteen. Uh at the time Carla Esperanza was the champion. Um it looks like she lost in round three, a minute and twenty-six in 2016, in the ultimate fighters season twenty finale. Yeah, so that yeah, that's yep. a tough loss. So And that's
3: that was to crown them as, crown her as champion.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so when that they was
3: created like, that division.
0: Yeah, so okay, so yeah, so just talking this is some deep seated Uh, this this was a couple years ago so this was before rose was rose really uh and she was about to be rose but she had to go through a little bit more of. because after that she wins three in a row she now she's thug
3: rose
0: yeah now she's thug rose yeah that's so jordan i don't know if you've ever heard the term thug rose but that's who they're referring to they're talking about rose and goodness, she's i'm i'm more more than anything i'm really excited to see her walk out she's got one of the coolest walkouts. (laughs) she's she got this buzz head she's a badass dude um absolute just animal she can rip she like this is going to be a great fight as well these these girls are going to beat the shit out of each other esperanza comes in at five foot one so it's going to be interesting um yeah they're both fighting at 115 and uh rose has the two inch reach advantage they both come in fighting orthodox i'm personally going to take rose to win i think i'm going to throw her in a parlay uh because i love her
3: she's an absolute lock for tonight actually yeah i'm taking her in a parlay to really
0: so all right, yep. you heard it here first, folks, that uh Salaka the night is is gonna be Rose Namahunas uh to No win. doubt. No doubt. All right. Um the next fight that I'm excited for, uh Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Ovince Saint Pro. Um Jeff, do you know do you know what can you give me some stuff on that? Do you know them a little bit?
3: Yeah. All right, well, good shit. First off, it's Shogun.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolute legend of the game. Exa- there you go. Yeah. He- so
3: Pretty much modern-day MMA, too, because he's the first fighter to actually do it all. Yep. And he did it all in 2005. Yes. It's when he won the Pride Grand Prix, and now he's the last of the Pride fighters, which was the old fighting league back in Japan that -hmm. was actually ran by the Yakuza. Had a few fight fixes, but a bunch of awesome fights.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So he... He comes in deep, he comes in from the beginning of the sport, he can trace his lineage back, this is the one we're talking about, he's from Brazil, he can trace his lineage back to um, some of the creators of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu when it branched off from uh there's a great video called Fighting in the Age of Loneliness that everyone should yep. check out if you're trying to get Yeah Jeff's definitely seen
3: Absolute it. banger.
0: Yes, it's like it's like a documentary but it, it if you're trying to get into UFC it helps you understand the sport so much better. I would highly recommend watching that. But uh they explain in it that Shogun who is family um basically is super high up and helped create the sport and push the sport and then what Jeff was talking about in Pride they had like this um they had like this tournament and it was un- unregulated at the time. It was early UFC, so it's like you're you're having like 400 pounders fight like 155ers. So it's completely dangerous, unregulated. Like the wow. first fight, the first fight, this guy it was like this huge 400 pounder. He gets like knocked out. He gets the head fashion. <laughs> in. there are people biting. It was crazy. But anyway, Shogun Hua, he comes in, and he's we'll talk about the build. So this is a um he comes in at six foot one, two oh five. Um, but this was when he came into that fight, he was probably shorter and smaller because he was much younger Um and no one thought he was going to do shit and he came in with his unique style of Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, and uh yeah, that's he won the entire tournament and everyone was shocked. So that's Shogun yeah. who, who has story. And
3: resume on these two Yes, probably the greatest resume of two fighters in any fight recently, I've seen. Yes. I mean, Shogun in that Grand Prix you're talking about, beat rampage jackson big nog
0: yep paul craig anthony smith um big nog a couple times dan henderson yeah. he's beat ovin saint pro uh before ovin so say ovin beat him yeah ovin beat him and then he beat it looks as he beat oh yeah you're right sorry he lost to him you're right you're right
3: ovin beat him actually in the first yeah. round this is another rematch
0: he got knocked out but bad
3: yeah it was a quick one bad yeah. one
0: yeah, he got he got a nice uh, Shogun th- or not Shogun. Uh, Ovince the guy. So there he's fighting Ovince St. Pro this weekend, and Ovince threw like you were expecting him to throw a right. You threw a left, and it was right on uh uh who is chin, and he was out. He's also he's lost to Chael Sonnen. He's lost to Gustafson. He's lost to Henderson. He lost to John Jones. Le- Leota yep, Machida he lost the belt
3: to John Jones too. Yep,
0: he beat Chuck Liddell. Um, Forrest. He lost to Forrest Griffin he beat Alistair Overeem. Like there's so those, these are the best fighters in the last, these are generations of fighters. So he's like one of those, I don't know what his like NBA equivalent would be. Yeah. He's been, he's, uh, he's been around for a while. Ovens has Harder. a
1: big reach advantage, right?
0: Yes. Ovens is a big man. Ovens comes in at, um, six foot three, two Oh five. He's got a four inch rate reach advantage. He's got an 80 inch reach and who has got a 76 inch reach. Uh, uh saint pro fights south and his he's a much better ground specialist not better but like these guys are absolute legends in their own capacity so it's going to be like there's like not you can't get any smarter tactically than shogun hua like he's literally created this brand of mma that he's fighting like his family created it so it's like in his like you can't be more perfect at it so um that's why it's really interesting saint pro like we said he has that history where he knocked out um whoa, so we know it's possible who is older um I believe yeah he's like 40 um and he comes in as the underdog I'm gonna take I'm definitely taking Ovin St. Pro in this one like uh he he's fighting out of Knoxville where I'm staying right now um he he's a great like he has great transitional ground defense where he like sweeps your legs. And he also has like three von flute chokes, which are like really hard yeah. to do in, the, in yeah. the UFC. Like, I think he might have the most in the history. Like he, he goes, it's, hard to explain you never you don't realize you're choking the guy out yeah like you don't see it it looks like he's hugging him like this and then the guy just passed while they're
3: out. going for like a guillotine too yeah
0: so to put in yeah so to put in this perspective like saint pro will have his neck be guillotined and you're like this guy's losing and then the next minute he'll stand up and the guy that was guillotining him will be passed out cold and it's a von flute choke that he does that's like ridiculous so saint pro just is right now in his career uh probably has the upper hand in, against Shogun, so I'm definitely taking Pro. Yeah. Pro.
3: And it's going to be another possibly retirement fight. Shogun says he wants another one after this, but we're not too sure if the UFC is even going to give it to him at this point, how yeah. they've been treating some of the legends.
0: Yeah, exactly. The UFC uh, needs to get their shit together on that front because we were talking about before, like there's been talks about Francis and Ganu going and possibly taking a fight with Tyson Fury, which can't happen. So uh, they can yeah. clean their ship. But yeah. Um. yeah so one one more fight I want to talk about the last fight Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lau- Lauzon uh, Lozon. Lo- yeah he so Cerrone comes in as a favorite who are you going to take
3: man I'm taking Joe Lauzon that's my underdog pick of the night man really yeah wow. no How doubt I, I just think it's time Donald he hangs him up it's yeah it's time for Cowboy to be done Yep. But I definitely think this is a loser is out. Losers out of the UFC.
0: Wow. Another, another, uh,
3: yep. Another retirement fight. Wow.
0: So if you count it, that's, I believe, two rematches and three retirement fights. So this just is going to be a massive. Yeah, and this
3: one is crazy that it's never even been fought before. Yeah. These two have been fighting forever in the same weight. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And they're the same style. Joe Lozon's coming back after two years. Everyone thought he was going to retire in Boston in his hometown, but he's coming back.
0: Yeah, I, I think we'll have to th- sprinkle the Boston kid in on a couple of parlays then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just a, a little bit of like the measurements. Um, Cerrone comes in at 6'1", Um, La- Lausanne comes in at 5'10. They both are fighting at 155 lightweight um Cerrone's got a slight reach advantage he's got a one and a half inch reach uh so he's got a 73 inch reach compared to Lausanne's 71 and a half inch they're both coming fighting orthodox they're both strikers um yes Donald Cerrone Jordan he fights with like Dippin uh he's a cowboy (laughs) his nickname's Donald Cowboy Cerrone he's been I don't know if you remember he fought McGregor back in the day um he's been, he's been, he's a legend. He's 36, 16 and O, uh, Lozen Lozen's, uh, 28, 16 and O. So they've been around the block for a while. Uh, yeah. I completely agree with what Jeff says like this, this will be, um, a winner goes home or loser goes home match. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great fight. Um, I think Lozen's a good underdog pick as well. You could really build a nice card out here with OSP. Sorry, Lozen, Lozen and, um, Justin Gaethje, I think that's a really, really, and Rose. That's that's a pretty good four fight card in my opinion that I might be playing, and maybe uh, maybe Chandler too. I think that's maybe just maybe just go yeah. for a crazy parlay, but it might <laughs> hit, dude. I, well, I, I five legged, yeah. At least
3: Chandler and Rose, absolute locks.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I agree. And then we were thinking that maybe actually you know what we might we can maybe i'll save it for the betting part of the pod whenever butsy comes on but we'll talk about that later but uh yeah i think that's time to wrap it up that was a great uh segment thank you for coming on jeff i really enjoyed doing that Thanks yeah for no, having me. no problem dude we would love to have you on more um yeah uh coming up we're going to be talking more uh betting and uh some nba we'll, we'll talk to y'all soon
1: okay welcome back we are uh we're here we're ready to talk some celtics versus bucks game three uh, we're gonna talk about our uh keys to the game, maybe some X factors. Um Max, let's start with you. What um what are you looking forward to in this game? What's gonna be a big uh
0: factor? So the key factor to me is getting Brooke Lopez in foul trouble again. Um he killed us on the in the first game on uh rebounding, and that was just a huge factor of the game because that allowed the Bucks to get more transition uh we were uh, like transition scoring and offense, and we have had a tough time with transitional defense against the Bucks. And I, in part, that's just because uh, Giannis is so long that he can just like, he can go three pointer, three pointer in like a second. So it's not yeah, really it's our hard. fault. So pause, um, pause.
2: long pause. <laughs>
0: pause. Uh, yes, Giannis is, uh, he's just like a freak. So it's not really our fault. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, But, yeah, so if we get Brooke Lopez in um, foul trouble quick and uh, Pat Connaughton in foul trouble quick, that'll be big for us. What do you guys think? Um, I think, obviously,
1: getting Brooke in foul trouble, is uh, that would be amazing. Um, But I do think that's kind of a plus. I don't know if that's something you can try to do Um, because he's so hard to to score against in the paint. Like, you don't want to force yourself into Brooke. Uh, and try to draw fouls I do think obviously if you ever get him on the perimeter you want to drive into them, Um try to get a blocking foul a reach uh, something like that um, getting yeah. any of their any of their starters in foul trouble is huge but yeah Brooke definitely was was super helpful to see
0: yeah see what I'm thinking is more of like what I'm hoping they do is they have Tatum uh, so what, what the Celtics usually run on offense is Tatum has the ball he comes up they set a pick and they work from there so Horford uh, is mostly guarded by Lopez or and he gets switched off by Robert, by Robert Williams as well. So what I'm hoping to see is whoever has Lopez on them comes up, sets the pick. They get Tatum in the switch. And then from there, he looks to draw the fouls because Tatum's yeah. a pretty good or smart, whoever takes the ball up. Um, so I'm going to be looking for lots of pick and rolls, which I already do. But instead of looking for the the dribble penetration, I, w- I would maybe like to see them start the first quarter with a little bit of um, uh, perimeter, um, not penetration, but like trying to draw fouls on the perimeter, trying to get like maybe mid range jumping or jumpers that uh, are fouls or stuff like that. On Brooke,
2: for me, for me, it's simple, guys. I really think Jalen Brown needs to have another game. True. Um, I don't think he needs to have the game that he had last game, you know, with 25 in the first half, but he needs to have another 25 point game, um, where he scores at you know all three levels, but mainly mid range and three point line. Um, we know that you know Jordan made the phenomenal point last time uh that you're not gonna be able to really able to score at the rim against this Bucks team. So if you can score at the three-point level and uh the mid-range level, um you're gonna win games. The Celtics are gonna win this game if they can do that. Um I really think that. Jalen Brown needs to step up again. Uh, he did before, but I'm really worried about his health. I don't really know if he's gonna have that hamstring. Um, I know he's getting three days, which is massive for the Celtics, mm-hmm. not massive for fans, obviously, because we have to wait. Yeah. Um, but it's really big that Jalen Brown gets this extra day of rest uh on that hamstring. So I think he'll be ready to go. And I think if he can have another 25-point outing, uh, I don't think the Celtics are gonna lose this game. Um, I really think that if they can hit shots, if even if they shoot up like barely above 50%, I think their defense is going to take care of the rest. Um, but it really starts with just making shots. Like it's a make or miss league. And I think they need to make shots to win the game, or they need to make shots to win the game. I don't think that that's a fact.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Jalen, you're right. Jalen does have to play well. Uh, if he, you know, puts up those 24, 25 on good shooting, uh, we'll be in a good spot. But my key of the game, see, if let's say Jalen does that, let's say Tatum puts up 30, that might not matter at all if Giannis goes for 40 um, and shoots, you know, 15 for 18 and has a crazy game. So my key to the game is keep Giannis playing like he is. He's he's not playing well enough to beat us by himself right now uh, because of the shooting percentage. And I want to give a shout out to a guy we haven't really talked about, who's my unsung hero of this series, uh, Al Horford yeah no shut up shut so up grant Max. grants the First grant's started. the mvp of the league in the series he's not the unsung yeah. hero no al i think al horford, al horford has done a phenomenal job uh whenever he's been faced with Giannis, whenever Giannis goes to the rim al makes it really t- mm-hmm. tough for him uh he's he's been able to move him off his spot a little bit and obviously you're never gonna you're never gonna shut down Giannis, but al really has seemed to bother him uh with his length and size and I think if we can keep Giannis shooting um, below 43, 44%, I think we're going to be in a really good spot.
0: Yeah, good pick. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like sustainable, especially because he's going back to Milwaukee, that uh, Giannis is going to be continuously this bad. I mean it's not like he's being horrible but just bad Or not even bad he's still like percentage wise yeah um he's gonna be better when he's in milwaukee so i think i agree though uh horford is an unsung hero and he's been he's been killing it he's completely he's completely like he makes it difficult to do anything uh, um in the paint and he hits those wide open threes sometimes that are <laughs> nice sometimes he breaks them though and uh that gets a he's little been frustrating. Shooting well enough, though. He's been, yeah,
2: he's been he's been hitting them well this series. Yeah. Um he needs to really dribbling. Like, I think the Celtics rely. This team plays very good team basketball. Yes, they play amazing team basketball. It takes all five guys on the floor and two or three, or even you know, mainly three bench guys to come in and have an immediate impact and make a big impact on the game, whether it's offensively or defensively. Um what interests me about this uh about this game, and you know, obviously with the podcast coming up, we'll talk about this more. But is the line of this game is two and a half to the Bucks. Um, I think the I think Vegas knows that the Celtics are the better team. And I think that Vegas knows that the Olympia's in the Celtics last game one was because they shot fucking whatever, 33% from the field or whatever it was. Um and I think the defense is gonna play the same way. I think the Celtics defense is gonna play the same way. They haven't shown me that. The Celtics defense hasn't shown that they have really a weak spot all playoffs. Um, They've shut down the best players in the league, like literally probably the two best players in the league. They've held to 33% field goal percentage. I think Katie shot 33%. Giannis has shot horribly in this, in this series. Um, And I think that they're going to continue to do that. And I think that they, even if it's at home, I don't think that makes a difference for the Celtics. Um, I think they're going to win the game.
1: Yeah. I think, Uh, the Celtics they're not going to waver on defense they're going to keep playing this well on defense the only worry I have is that if Giannis starts to get a little angry um, and starts to figure it out a little bit so that's why my my key was Al Horford and and keeping Giannis uh, you know below his normal shooting percentage Mm -hmm. Um, because there's going to come a point I said before the series that Giannis is going to have at least two games where he just wins it by himself Yeah. Um, And he hasn't had that yet. So I'm not going to be surprised if that happens here in game three. Um, And if we lose that way, if we lose in a close game where Giannis goes off, we're going to live with that and move on to game four um, and just keep doing what we're doing. But um, something I wanted to point out, too, is Marcus is
0: expected to be back. Um, What are you guys expecting from him? Um, He plays. I don't know. I think I think he'll be okay. I think he's going to be okay to play. I'm I I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that. I don't know why, but I just from the injuries that we saw him, like, I, those injuries weren't new. Those were all like gained in that game. I can't imagine that he's not like close to 100% when he plays.
2: I agree. The injury that he's that the injuries that he suffered was a thigh contusion, according to the media, yeah, a... um, which really just requires a bunch of fucking ice baths. Wait, for... What do they
0: call it on the pot? They kept saying he got like a little stinger or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thigh stinger. What the thigh hell is that? Uh, shadow Tim Green thigh contusion. Uh, uh thigh. basically just let, you know, like all it is is a deep thigh bruise. What it really requires is just deep a bunch fibres. of ice baths for fucking, you know, all day long for 3 for days. And Dr. Really Connor
1: Butts, there you have it. I, I, you know, you know, I
2: you know business finance major but also nursing major. Um, <laughs> it really requires a bunch of fucking ice baths and it really just requires time. Um, and I think this extra day off is going to be huge for the Celtics, both Jalen, like I just said earlier in the podcast and smart, I think it's going to be massive for both of them. Um, I think they're both going to be hundred percent. I think smart. The only thing I'm worried about smart, um, is he's going to try to play too much hero ball. Yep. Um, we've seen it, you know, if you follow smart, if you watch the Celtics, he plays, he tends he to less play, this year. Yeah. He he sometimes plays uh, a lot of hero ball, tries to take over himself. Which like last year in the bubble, it worked against the Raptors and Jordan and I remember watching it. We're like, holy fuck! Like he just made four threes in a row, but he'll have those stretches where he misses four threes in a row. Um, so I think if if may can keep him in check and we can just continue to play the same ball that we've been playing all season and all playoffs or all second half of the season and all playoffs, I I I don't I'm not worried about our team. I'm not worried about us.
1: Yeah, yeah. you mentioned the um, the extra days off uh, and how that's gonna help Marcus and Jalen. I'm really hoping that it helps Ime see how bad Derek White is. Um, and maybe <laughs> <laughs> and maybe see uh maybe for Derek White to see, oh wow, I really can't shoot. Maybe I shouldn't do that.
0: Um, that's What's what I'm hoping. See? He and, has more people on his team. Like, I don't People like, the thing is people
2: fly at him too. He, he jump, he like he shoots the ball and people are flying out at him. It's a fucking up fake and they're gone. I know it sounds like, like a fucking 50-year-old, but it's an up fake and people are
1: gone and it's and he can create from there. I Still think I know moment. Max I know Max likes to defend him uh and yeah. I'm picking on him I'm being sarcastic somewhat but I do <laughs> I really think uh
0: <laughs> it doesn't show up in to... the box score Jordan what he does <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> up, Max <laughs>
1: he really he has to stop shooting like he can be a good player if he finishes on fast breaks gets to the rim creates for others I just I, I want him to stop being like thinking he has to shoot all the time uh yeah. when he like it's annoying but um anyways yeah Sam I think Hauser Marcus is going to Sprinkle think, a little Sam hey, Hauser. Sam Hauser might put this Celts team over the top. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Bucks would hidden be, gem would try to do. Uh but yeah, I think Marcus is gonna give us a big boost uh in terms of playmaking. I I mean, even last game where we played the best half of our lives, in the second half, we did see the offense get a little stagnant. Uh, and that's been a problem with the Celtics ever since I've watched them, uh, since you know, since the 08 team basically. Like we yep. always just have stretches through games where we look stagnant on offense so Celt- Celtics
0: basketball baby that's celtics basketball <laughs> that is uh that game was literally um that was like if that was if you could pick one cumulative game to show off like the belt the boston celtics uh playing style the last like two decades it was the game that we just watched where they play like absolute insanity the first half and then can't score stagnant (laughs) almost lose the game in the second half it's just how it was but yeah no I um I think this game's a stay away for me personally I I don't know if I'm gonna bet it are you guys gonna bet it
1: hey I always say I'm not gonna bet it and then I wake up just feeling uh, like a world record like the like the Celts are gonna just win by 30 so I can say that I'm gonna stay away but in all in all likelihood probably I'm probably gonna have a beer or two and um just hammer Celts you wake
2: up. You wake up, and you see that the Celts are playing at three thirty, and you're like, "Fuck! Like, what? Else, what am I gonna do with my day besides throwing a Tatum jersey and and bet the house on the Celts? What? Exactly. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You know? The, I mean, you don't give a fuck about any other thing that's going on in the day besides the Celts. Um, I think what you know plays in our favor is we have some of the fucking most create, like have the most loyal fan base in the country, um, and that obviously helps us at home, and I think it'll honestly help us on the road a little bit too. Um, I know the Bucs fan base is growing as they've been better, but I don't know if the, if, if home court advantage for the Bucks means that much to me, like I think of home court advantage for the Bucs and I don't think of it as the same thing as the Sixers or even the Heat. Like it, I don't, I don't see that as the same as, you know, home court advantage for the Bucs. Like I don't, I don't see that as the same. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree,
1: but.
0: Yeah. I might, I might sip on a Beck's non-alcoholic brew, you know? Yeah. Non,
1: non, non, non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic Budweiser. Yep. Yeah.
0: And uh, like, a Heineken zero, zero, maybe a couple of those. Yep. Uh, no, uh, maybe an orange juice, maybe yeah. orange, juice. <laughs> orange juice, <laughs> juice on ice, you know, orange juice you Just on
1: ice. and just put the house on Seltz plus three. Just because, just
0: because. Have a, around three in the afternoon, I'm going to have a Coke and lime and uh you know, just really bet the house on the on maybe maybe I might live bet the Celtics. A little but
2: bit. honestly, if I think if you're getting points in this game for the Celtics, I think it's a win. Mm. Um, because I think the Celtics are the better team. I think Vegas knows the better team. I think the the only reason, and as we've seen, I think the only reason Milwaukee's getting or giving two and a half is because they're home. Um, and I don't know if that plays a massive factor into it. I mean, we can talk about that more on my podcast coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, which I'm very fucking excited about, by the way. Yeah, guys. I'm so excited. i have only that mentioned too.
1: it what like five or six times. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe even seven <laughs> times. <laughs> <promotion. Maybe> seven. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, back uh back to the game on a more serious note. Uh, we were talking about how Giannis can, you know, m- we'll see. We're expecting him to kind of have a signature game in these next two, at least one of these next two. Uh, what I really want to see in one of these next two, I think for us to win one of these, I think Jason Tatum is going to have to have a signature game uh, where he just goes full superstar mode, drops 35 plus, takes over the game. Um, and I think he can do it. I think he will do it. Uh, kind of, you know, we're going to need him to have a half like Jalen just had, but also be able to close the game. So that's the key uh, to me. In these next two games, we need to win one. I think Tatum needs to take over one. What do you guys think? I think
2: the most difficult thing in basketball is to close a game out. Um, And I think the Celtics need a closer. I think they need a consistent closer. They need that go-to guide on the stretch. Uh, I think these games in Milwaukee are going to be very close. I don't think they're going to be like the games you saw in Boston, um, where it was, you know, 20 points to 15 points either side. I think they're going to be within five all game. Mm. um, In which case, like to Jordan's point, we're going to need a closer. And I think uh tim's gonna need to be that closer either tatum or brown i'm fine with either um yeah. but i'm not fine with smart taking that shot i'm not fine no. with you know i'm okay with Why? Al maybe Why? taking a corner three on a kick from tatum
0: no i'm, I'm okay but with grant
2: yeah fuck off fuck you no you no ran, that's over. wait you i'm okay no, no. it's unbelievable no, uh, not, but i think tatum i think tatum hey. really needs to solidify himself as a superstar in the series and maybe close out either one or two like one game or even both games Um, so I think the Celtics are going to have a lead at some point in both games. I think if he can control the game, uh, and close it out for the season, I think that solidifies him
0: in, uh, as a superstar.
1: Grant, Jordan, what Max is going to say. Jordan, uh, you I don't mean, think you're like, Grant needs, Grant needs to close up these games. Grant
0: Williams you, don't, you don't think that Grant can hit a corner three? If...
1: No, no one said that. But do we want oh, Grant to be our go to guy down no, the street? No, I'm not
0: saying that. You guys were. You <laughs> said Al fucking Horford. I would say Grant's over him. What are you talking about right now? God so damn. We were, just what
1: you... ta- we were just talking about closing the game out. That's we're awesome. talking
0: about superstar talent. Superstar talent. Grant Williams is better at doing that than fucking Al Horford. What are you right, is Max... that out of your mind right now? I'm not wrong about this. We'll give Grant mind. the ball.
1: We'll tell We'll tell Tatum and Jalen to stand in the corner. We'll give oh, Grant the ball. And-
0: that's not what I'm saying.
2: That's <laughs> I'm saying. Grant, Grant Williams one on one against Bobby Portis. Let's that's, see how that goes. Fuck,
0: you'll win that. That's ridiculous. You're, that's <laughs> no. a blasphemous statement. You fucking said. You have said. You literally said that's Al Horford over Grant Williams. <laughs> yeah, not in the ISO situation.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about right now? I would we take were, Grant Williams over in, that. We We said Al Horford in terms of a drive and kick out for an open three. Which yeah, yes, Grant. Oh uh, yeah, too. that's
0: what he fucking does. <laughs> Why would you not pick Grant in that situation? <laughs> because we were because we have Al. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would
3: pick Grant over Al. Ooh, probably, okay. This whatever.
1: this takes me to my next question. Can Grant continue to shoot 99% from no. three-point range?
3: No. Yeah, to yes. yes.
1: He's gonna yes. He's gonna. You think he out. will? Yes. I don't know if he will. No, he'll level I out at whatever he, shot, he actually. He does. shot uh 6 for 9 from three last game. Uh I don't think he's gonna do that every game. But I do think he can shoot over 50%. Uh absolutely. Of, because absolutely. Because of the because of the open looks that he gets, uh, people would rather leave Grant open than give Tatum or Jalen oh, a Horford, layup. So yeah. yeah, I mean they're gonna probably double Horford <laughs> the whole game. So I think Grant's gonna find himself open. And he's just so knocked down when he's open. You can't like uh, it, I know it's, that's I, why
0: I fucking said he was <laughs> a, good,
1: a good shot at the end, <laughs>
2: the end of the this game. Is, this, is my ass. Like, this is my whole thing with the NBA. It's such a make or miss league. Um, even in the playoffs, it's the same story. Even if your defense is incredible, you still need to make shot with
1: Dallas. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, I think that the Celtics are going to need to shoot. Um, they're not going to shoot oh, oh, here we go, Max. They're not going to need to shoot as good as they did in game two. Um, but they're going to need to shoot better than they did in game one. I think if they have a mediocre game and I'm expecting them to have a mediocre game, that's why I think both games are going to be within five to 10 points um in milwaukee that the Celts are going to need to shoot well well max 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 what do you have to say do you guys
1: remember michael petrus no you don't who him?
0: michael who? petrus michael petrus he's on the celtics
1: Michael. Uh, yeah we know you went to all those games when you were little i don't yeah because <laughs> don't it was fucking <laughs> 20 bucks to sit sign. like i mean no I'm... i don't know really...
0: dude what what are you talking about he he fucking um he like died on the court he got like knocked out for the celtics oh. Oh, look him up. I'm look him up. So, so. No, he's not <laughs> dead. You, no, he's not actually dead. He just got, like, KO'd on the court one time. And against Orlando. If I remember correctly. Michael who? Petras. Spell quarter three. It. P-I-E-T-R-U-S. Okay, okay, uh, I got French
1: it. former professional basketball
2: player. He was player. a Celtics
0: player for a while, uh, dude. Is this a Grant Williams comp?
2: Six. No, no, no. I was just wondering if you remembered him. or <laughs> 6'6",
0: 215?
1: Well, Butsy, oh.
0: Butsy, we were talking to Greg Steamsma the other day, and Jordan had to look him up. Oh,
1: boy. Not him.
0: Please not, dude. What about um
1: Greg Steisma? What the
2: fuck do you think I am? You think? What about? I'm wait, crazy? do you guys remember Fab I to Mello? Act hey, like hey, I know, hey, like I know, I'm like I know like. Do you remember? And Autos, my Auto, my inner salesman's like, yeah, <laughs> I know Greg Steisma. You think I know who hey. Greg? <laughs> okay. No one <it laughs> knows who Greg Steisma is.
0: Do you remember Fab Mello? He died. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Died. We know. Yeah. Brandon
2: Bass Brandon, Brandon Bass. Brandon
0: Bass. We made a. Oh, so I forgot about Sullinger. Um, Marquis Daniels. Remember him?
2: oh Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess this is how we're going to end this pod. Um, happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Congratulations. Yeah. Honestly, Butsy, I, real talk, uh, congratulations uh, to you. Like, I'm so proud of you. This is going to be awesome. I can't thank wait to see what thank you do us, with it. Um, uh,
2: hopefully, we uh, end the week up a little bit uh, gambling this week. Yeah. Make sure to follow me on Action, Butsy33, to stay tuned. That is going to fund the podcast, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to be looking to roll out episodes, uh, probably three times a week. Um, because it's really not, uh, Jordan is currently up a million
0: dollars. But he's down to 80 units. is going to be gone. We know he's down to 80, <laughs> oh, down to
2: 80 units. It's blasphemy. 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 <laughs> so this
0: podcast will not be out for a long. Look at, yeah,
2: look at last. I'm 80. telling you guys, look at last 30. Look at last seven. Look at yesterday. Look at today. <laughs> um, we're all in the green. We're going up, 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 up. The only way to go is up. stew finer, Stu finer. Stu finer. Um don't know who's Google him. He's an amazing human. Um, <laughs> that is my role model. We are going to the top. We're taking this to the top.
0: All right. Well, Butsy has a new pod coming out. So if you want to hear that, mess, uh <laughs> uh come here to the Lubcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Um oh, oh, Jordan. I just wanted
1: doing? to I just wanted to make it clear if anyone missed it. Connor Butts has a new podcast coming out. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's called The Gambling Couch. Right. I just wanted to make that clear if anyone didn't hear. TikTok. Yes. TikTok. At The Gambling Couch, all one word
2: right now, we are going to post daily uh, free picks. Um, and our full cards will be on action. Butty 33 on action. Uh, for our full cards, I post every single pick that I uh, take <laughs> on action. So make sure to follow that.
0: And that is on action. <laughs> all right. It's on action. Will, it was action, right?
2: action (laughs) that's correct Feliz cinco de
0: mayo Todos. Uh, i don't know where the i don't know the rest of it let's make some money (laughs) (laughs) goodbye everybody